TheOAMNetwork.com. I say what's up. I say hello. There we go. We got it right that time. Yes, sir. Nice. Welcome to another edition of No Bluffs, Just Bets, NBJ Beef. For those out there who like acronyms, I am <laughs> CJ. I am Weasel. Get money. <laughs> I'm Justin. Sorry. <laughs> weasel. Where does Weasel even come from? Oh, my goodness. You did not watch that cartoon as a kid? Which cartoon? I am Weasel. Oh, I am Weasel. Oh, yeah. And I am Rab- 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 Yes. Yes, I remember that cartoon thoroughly. Get it right. Sorry. On, uh, Sorry. It was it was a part cartoon. of Cow and Chicken. Dun, 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 okay, yeah, I remember that cartoon. Cow uh, and Chicken. Mama had a, <laughs> Mama had a chicken. chicken. Mama had a cow. Daddy, Daddy was proud. He, he didn't, didn't care how. how. Yep. And they were just feet. Yes. The parents were just just feet. The lower parts of the body. And they had the big uh shiny red dude with the butt. The devil. Yeah. But what was his name? Shiny red I think it was shiny something. I don't know what Damn his it. name was. Forget it. I, I this is gonna take too long to look up. Yeah. Google me. You might want to look me up sometime, Barbara. That right there, ladies and gentlemen, is our sarcastic <laughs> engineer Stein Limpkin Jr. Mm. <laughs> Dropping hot fire. We fixed him last week. He was broken hot a little fire. bit, and and we gave him an added feature. Yes, gave him an actual voice box, so now he can talk with us. Uh, so that's this great. is the type of stuff we do for you. That's you know what I'm saying? Yup, yup. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no bluff, Kateers. What's going on out there? We got many, many bets for you. Mm-hmm. But first, let me encourage everybody out there listening. To go to MemphisFlyer.com Do and it. vote the OM Network best website. And while you're there, mm-hmm. vote Cerrito Live, okay. best sports talk show. And listen to Cerrito Live from 11 to 1 on Saturdays on Sports 56, WHBQ, and 87.7 FM. That's FM. The show. That's the show I produce. I was co-host for a couple of weeks. Good stuff going on did, over there. You did a good job. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so, time for some bets. We are... Going to finish up the Wait AFC. a second. Okay. Wait, what happened? I'm just going to give you this real quick bet, okay? Oh, okay. Style, you got something for me? You got something for me? All right. Really quick. MMA. Ronda Rousey is going to fight somebody dressed in a meat costume. <laughs> and Ronda Rousey is going to win. Let's go. Did you hear the chick say, only one of us will leave undefeated and it's not going to be you? Was she talking in a mirror? Was no, she, she was talking to Ronda Rousey. She, she said in the commercial, Ronda, uh-huh. only one of us is leaving undefeated first and all, it's not going to be you. First of all, you can't call her Ronda. Why not? That's She's not name. a cleaning service. It's not help me Ronda <laughs> or anything like that. It's, it's Mrs. Rousey, please don't kill me, but I would like to win this. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Yeah. So that's who wins. Yeah. Flawless okay. victory. What's, do you have the uh, line for that pulled up? Nope. Okay, get I'll that get, pulled up. Yeah, I'll pull it up. So we can see what the what the line is for that. It's probably like negative uh, 8 million. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, people, we have, like I was saying, we have, we're going to finish up our NFL preview of the entire AFC this week as we take a look at our last AFC division, the AFC West. Um, if you missed any of the other NFL uh, 
odds that we've given out so far. Go back and listen to them. We've done the AFC East, North, and South. Mm -hmm. And we've given you win totals for all of the teams in those divisions. So go back and listen to them. There's some good stuff on there. You found it? Yep. Uh, Ron Rousey is uh, minus 1,600. Good gracious. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So if you want to win a couple pennies. Don't. I saw somewhere where a guy went to a horse track, bet 50 cents, and walked away with a couple hundred thousand. What? Yeah. So, I mean, hey, that's what you you might need to do. calmly walked away. Like, calmly just mm -hmm, walked away. Right. I would have been like, oh, my God, I just want to go on. (laughs) That might be what you need to do. So, who's she fighting against? Uh, Beth Correra. She's plus 800. So, you know. Bet a dollar. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> better be the fastest you lose that dollar because she's gonna she's gonna flip her done. But if you bet a dollar, flawless victory, you'd win eight hundred. You would win eight hundred dollars, yeah, off of a one dollar bet. Why not? Go ahead. What uh, harm can a dollar do? You're just gonna use it to get a drink anyway. That's to a, stick it in the drink machine. Yeah, yeah. So hey, how, how old are you? Stick it in the drink machine. Okay, never mind. What? Do do we we do still have drink machines, don't we? Yeah, but they take credit cards now. Oh, excuse excuse the hell out of me. <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> um so we are going to get into the AFC West right now. Okay. And let's start with the division winner for the past four years, the Denver Broncos. And let me tell you guys why I'm drinking the Broncos Kool-Aid. <laughs> All right. Peyton Manning is still there, right? He is still there. Okay. And I, I understand that Peyton fell off towards the end of last year. But I really do think something was wrong with him physically. And I think that yeah. he's coming back healthy and he'll be back to being Peyton Manning. I love regular season Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning is like that uh, direct TV commercial. Right. Like, hi, I'm Rob Lowe. Hi, I'm <laughs> blah, 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 Rob Lowe. Right. Like, hi, I'm regular season Peyton Manning. Right. And he's a stud in the regular season. Right. We don't care about the playoffs just yet and then because they hadn't like, started. Hi, I'm snapped the ball over my head. Hi, I'm playoff Peyton Manning. <laughs> right. And it's just pitiful. Right. Which is fine because for our purposes, we're just looking at the regular season. Right. Last year, Peyton threw for 4,700 yards, which is fourth most in the NFL. Wow. 39 touchdowns, which was only one away from being the best in the NFL along with uh, Andrew Luck. Okay. So Peyton Manning had a great year last year. Yes, he did. For all practical purposes. But because the last four games didn't end well for him mm. and the early playoff exit, that makes people think that for some reason he's he's done. But right. again, he had the knee, the leg injury, and we know he had the leg injury. And if you have a leg injury, you can't drive off of your leg. And that's pretty much his power. That's where you need that lower body momentum to kind of get that ball where you need it to be. And you right. can see the throws are coming up a little bit short, trailing a little bit, whatnot, whatnot. And it's just one of those things where if he's healthy, those are completions and he's making good throws. But for reference, the last four games uh, were against the Bills, the Chargers, the Bengals, and the Raiders last year for the Broncos. Peyton Manning threw two interceptions and no touchdowns against the Bills, one touchdown against the Chargers, two touchdowns and four interceptions against the Bengals, and didn't throw a touchdown or an interception against the Raiders. Now, the Broncos went 3-1 and in those games. Okay. But to end the year, he ended the year, uh, the last quarter of the season, with three touchdowns and six interceptions. 
And that just showed you right there. He had 36 touchdowns before the leg injury, before the final four weeks of the season. Okay. He was rolling. Right. And had he kept that pace up, he would have easily had over 40 touchdowns. Oh, yeah. Easily. I mean, he had, what, 39? 39. He, yeah. And you said he had 36 before the leg injury? Yeah. So, oh, goodness, yeah. yeah. So, if we do quick math, that means he's throwing three touchdowns a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, if we do it like that, that's four, that's 12 more. So, he throws 48 touchdowns. Wow. I mean... <laughs> the guy still has it. Right. I really do think Peyton Manning still has it in the regular season. Yes. Like one of the greatest regular season athletes ever. Yes. Um, which is crazy to to think about his postseason struggles a little bit. Eleven and thirteen in the postseason really struggles when it comes to postseason play, but that's neither here nor there. We're not talking as far about as post. This podcast is concerned. Yes. This is about regular season and regular season Peyton Manning is phenomenal. <laughs> um to, to show you, Stein Lipkin, that Peyton Manning, that last year was a fluke the last four games of the season, if you look at 2013, Peyton Manning's touchdown to interception ratio, 14 to 1. 14 touchdowns and one interception. Jeez. And that's in 2013. That's with no injury and everything like that. There's something all of him, I, I got it. Got it. So, yeah. So, I think Peyton comes back. He's healthy. He's got a new coach and Gary Kubiak. Yeah, and he Kubiak. threw 55, yard, 55 touchdowns. In 2013? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that was a record-breaking year. Jeez. Like, he's not that far removed from breaking records, people. Right. Like, I understand Father Time is undefeated. Or What'd you say? <laughs> you, sir. <laughs> you, sir. Uh, <laughs> I understand that Father Time is undefeated getting back on topic. <laughs> but, you know... He, he doesn't always hit you all at once. Right. It is usually a very gradual process. And the athletes kind of hop off before they hit uh, right. average. Right. Spectacular athletes usually stop playing before they hit average. And I'm okay with Peyton average. I mean. But he's not even at average That's yet. what I'm saying. It's like, all right, let's see that average. He's still a top, at worst, top 10 quarterback in the, in the NFL. And they honestly they worked them ridiculously hard because they they didn't have the run game that was necessary to go along with them. CJ Anderson and Monty <laughs> Ball are still battling it out, trying to see who starts. What's going on over there? No, I'm just looking at the stats. The the run game. Never mind. Keep going. No, what what are the stats of the run game? All right, so CJ Anderson had 848 yards last year. Uh, you said Monte Bell. Monte Ball. Ball. Yeah. Uh, so no Ronnie Hillman. No, don't worry about him. Okay. Like he, nobody. <laughs> okay. Monte Ball uh, last year had 172. Uh, C.J. Anderson had eight touchdowns. Um, so average 4.7 yards a carry. I mean, it's not bad. It's not bad, but no. it wasn't it wasn't enough to take some of the pressure right. off Peyton Manning. He Father Time has caught Peyton Manning, and Peyton is on the decline. So you need a running game to complement the passing game. You need that now. All the audibles and stuff like that was cute. Right. And it was more than cute, was lethal two, three, four, five years ago. Now you really need a running game to help take some of the pressure, help bring more guys in the box so Peyton can get that ball where it needs to go without all that congestion back behind yes. him. And so Gary Kubiak comes in, that's what he's known for. He's known for running footballs. 
He's known for that blocking scheme. And we saw when he was with the Ravens what he did with them. He's now coaching. Well, he's, he was an offensive coordinator last year with the Ravens. He's now head coach of the Broncos. He's bringing that zone run scheme to town. And imagine if the Broncos, they don't even have to have an elite rushing attack. Imagine if the Broncos have a rushing attack that is in the top half of the NFL, even top 18 of the right. NFL. If they're if they 18th in the NFL, you have to honor it. You have to respect it. Otherwise, it's going to beat you. And then there goes Peyton Manning. You make his job so much more easy. Right. You know, um, yeah, because if the defense is just basically, okay, he's going to throw it, well, now I know what to do. But if you're afraid of the run, yeah, man, and Peyton, man, that's that's it. That's it right there. Uh, no Ryan Claddy on the, along the O-line, which is a big loss for them. Part of why Peyton is so good is he doesn't get hit a lot. He doesn't get sacked. And unfortunately, uh, Claddy ended up tearing his ACL. Oof. And so some offense, they're going to have some people who are yeah, going to need to step up. Sacks, 17 sacks last year, so that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, he's, he, in his sacks, if you touch Peyton Manning, he's going down. <laughs> he's not going to, he's not big bending it. Right. He, he's not Cam Newton right. it out there. He's not trying to sh- shrug people off and get down the field and get outside the pocket. If he feels that pocket collapse, he'll just fall. He's just down. He's just, so that head's this. carrying him. I'm not getting hit. <laughs> And he'll just fall down. Right. So he's, he's great at smart. doing that. Yeah. You're right, Stott Lemkin. Large men coming at me. I don't want them hitting me either. Uh, they did lose Julius Thomas to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I know why he left. He left to get paid, which is fine. But he's not going to have near the production because Peyton Manning, I don't want to say, Peyton Manning threw, threw him open a lot of times. And that's Mage, something. I am good. Wait, what happened? <laughs> Made him good. Well, yeah. Thank you, Sal Lipkin. Made him good. That's why we gave my man the voice box. That's why. It sounds like these are his last words. <laughs> <laughs> Made him good. We'll, we'll, we'll get the wrenches out, and maybe right. by next week we'll have a, right. a better voice box for Sal Lipkin. Um, Still working out speech. My man. <laughs> um, so <laughs> but, yeah, so no Julius Thomas, which – Hurts Julius Thomas more than it does the Broncos right. because the Broncos still have Peyton Manning. And they still have Demarius Thomas, who ended up getting his money recently. A five years, $43 million guaranteed. Statistically, the second best receiver in the NFL right behind Antonio Brown. And that has a lot to do with him. It also has something to do with Peyton Manning's ability to put the ball where it needs to be. Um, on the defensive side, which is why I really like the Broncos, you got Wade Phillips there as a D coordinator, not as a head coach. Right. I don't like Wade Phillips as a head coach. <laughs> I love Wade Phillips as a D coordinator, though, because he is outstanding as D coordinator. And he gets to go and reunite with one of his favorite defensive weapons, DeMarcus Ware. And if you think about the pass rushers the Broncos have mm-hmm. with DeMarcus Ware, with uh, Von Miller, who's coming back and is in a contract year, and with Shane Ray, who they ended up getting a – a top 10 pick who they ended up trading up and getting 23rd overall. Oh my gosh, they're going to be able to go get people on that defense. And the defense is already bringing back five pro bowlers. Wow. Oh, it's, it's, they're lethal. Now, they, you got to watch out for the interior uh, linebacker play. Inside linebacker, they got a couple of key injuries. And Danny Trevathan and Brandon Marshall, uh, they're, two leading okay. ta- yeah. they're two leading tacklers from the past two years. Uh, Trevor Than led him in 
2013, and Marshall led him last year. Yeah, and tackles. five tackles last year. Yeah. That's a huge – that's huge. And neither one of them has really been able to do any offseason work. I do believe that Trevithan has done some spot work in camps, nothing too serious, and Marshall isn't participating at all. But if they can get that fixed a little lethal, their front seven is – Right there near the top. Not necessarily the best, but right there near the top. Okay. And they're going to, you know, create havoc for our opposing offenses. And, you know, you're looking, you're talking about Shane Ray, a guy who had, who led the SEC in sacks last year, fifth most in the NCAA. Um, you know, he's going to be able to get after the quarterback. And so Wade Phillips now has the, the great issue. Every coach wants this issue. How do I get all these weapons on the field? <laughs> Who do I play? Who do I play? And the great thing is, Wade Phillips coming in, they're switching the defense from the 4-3 to the 3-4. So you could see Von Miller with his hand in the dirt, Shan, Shane Ray at one outside linebacker spot, uh, DeMarcus Ware at the other spot, and all three of them are coming at you. Or pit DeMarcus Ware down in the dirt, pit Von Miller on the other side with his hands in the dirt, and have Shane Ray standing up. Like, they're going to be able to get after people so with this defense being the way it is with Peyton Manning coming back being as good as he is still this team wins the division and what's the over under 10 take the over drinking all types of Bronco Kool-Aid all right let's run through that schedule real quick all right let's see I don't want to do the preseason I hope this is in the pre- anyways the Ravens Win. Wait, I just got one quick question. Go ahead. How many games in a regular season? 16. All right, I just did. (laughs) 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 Style Lemkin, get ready, baby. We might be bringing you in off the bench. Oh, boy. (laughs) This is going to be a long one. All right, uh, we're going to go Vikings. Win. (laughs) Raiders. Win. At Browns. When? Okay. Packers. Where? Um, at home. When? At the Colts. Loss. Versus the Chiefs. When? At Bears. When? Versus the Patriots. When? At the Chargers. Loss. That's their one division loss. Okay. They're going 5-1 and one in the division, people. Versus the Raiders. When? At Steelers. Loss. Versus the Bengals. Win. And at, I mean, versus the Chargers. Win. Okay. That do them all? Yeah. All right. There you go. There we go. So take the <laughs> over. I do not even look at this site anymore. <laughs> this is confusing. Take the over on the Broncos, people. Uh, we're going to move on and go to their division rival. We can go all in on the Chiefs. They are sitting at eight and a half. Uh, take the under on that. Take the under. I don't think the Chiefs get eight, get nine wins. It's impossible for them to get eight and a half. I really don't think they get nine wins. And really it's because I don't think Alex Smith can, can create enough big plays to win them enough games. That's a conundrum with Alex Smith. It's that he's not going to make mistakes. He's just not going to do it. Right. But he's not going to make big plays either. Because he's not going to take that risk. Right. So you got this overly cautious quarterback who, if I was interested in a quarterback, Uh 
I'd want a quarterback like that, and we'd figure out a way to put pieces around him, you know, to to win. But you know, he 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 doesn't force the issue enough, and they want him to force the issue more this year. But you know, last year everybody knows this. This is everybody's favorite stat right now. The Chiefs had no touchdown passes to a wide receiver last season. None. What? None. Not a single one. What? Wait, he, no touchdown passes to a wide receiver. None. And no, he he had none, damn it. He had eighteen touchdown passes, none to a wide receiver. Oh my goodness, dude! I don't know how else I can say it. Wide receivers last year for the Chiefs caught no touchdowns. Jeez. All right, and I mean, and it, it was more than just the touchdowns. They had just twenty passing plays of twenty five yards or more last year. They had the third fewest passing yards per game in the NFL. Because of the dink and dunk nature that is Alex Smith. And they just didn't have receivers who could, you know, break something open and get away from everybody. So they were literally just going, all right, run this, cut, pass. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, they did. Jamal Charles. Injured. I'm glad you bought him up. All these. And last year, it wasn't one nagging injury. I can understand if it was just one injury. Mm-hmm. If it was just, okay, he had a high ankle sprain that never got better, or he had a hamstring issue that never got better. But every week it was something different with Jamal Charles, and that leads me to believe his body is breaking down. That I'm just going to be honest with you. Okay. And I see people, we'll do a fantasy podcast next week, tune in next week, little foreshadowing there. But I see people with Jamal Charles in their top five running backs, and no, <laughs> no, I don't know, nine. Nope. Right. Nah. No. He I think he's the the breaking down process has begun for him and I don't think he's going to be able to do enough from a playmaking standpoint to get the Chiefs to 10 wins in a in a playoff appearance. They did go out and bring in Jeremy Macklin who had 3 1318 receiving yards last year which was ninth best in the NFL and averaged 15 and a half yards per catch. And he had 10 more touchdowns than everybody, every other receiver on the Chiefs did combined last year. So he had 10 touchdowns, mm-hmm. which is great. And, you know, there's an article up by uh, Scott K. Uh, let me slow down here. Scott Caxmar of Football Outsiders, which highlights the issues the Chiefs had with the vertical passing game. And it's just one of those things where Smith was 4 for 21 with three interceptions on passes of 20 yards or more. That's that's bad. Yes. Macklin had eight catches for five touchdowns on passes of more than 20 yards last year. So the thought is Macklin comes in and helps you with the deep ball right. threat. I don't think it really ha- helps that much because Alex Smith is not the type of player who's going to take that risk downfield. Derek Johnson on the defensive side is back after missing last season with a torn ACL. That's going to help them out tr- tremendously defensively. They were one of the best defenses in the NFL last year, especially from a a passing standpoint. Uh, per f- pro football focus, Chiefs had 35 and a half sacks when rushing four players, which was fourth best in the NFL. So they get pressure on you without blitzing, right. which allows them to drop back into coverage. That's what made them so good defensively. Uh, 4.7 yards per carry, though, was third worst in the NFL. They allowed, four, they allowed damn near five yards per carry. And you can't do that and win because what ends up happening is you get behind and teams just pound the ball out, control the clock, run the clock down, and that's ball game. 
Fifth worst, fifth worst rushing defense in the NFL. But they did allow just four touchdowns, but still. Right. That that goes back to that time possession thing. I really like the Chiefs. I want them to do well. I don't think they do, though. I really don't. And so I got them at eight wins. So take the under on the eight and a half. Okay. Got right. the schedule? Yes. Let's do it. All right. Kansas City Chiefs schedule. I did it again. What? <laughs> Stupid schedule. All right. Come on, dude. <laughs> Stop. Thank you, man. Thank you. I'm going to have to, uh, gonna talk Stop, to our, Stop, can you do me a favor? I'm going to have to talk to our R&D department. And, hey, uh, get, can you go ahead and get the uh, the charger schedule pulled up for me real fast? So we don't have this Houston. Problem. Yes. Sure. Loss. Thanks, Stop. <laughs> Versus Denver. Loss. At Green Bay. Loss. Also, I forgot to throw this out there. Sean Smith is out for three games. Wow. Their, their star cornerback is out for three games, and they don't have a lot of cornerback depth. They got some quality young players, but they don't have depth at that position. And so you're looking at them playing the Denver Broncos and Peyton Manning and the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. That's two losses right there, man. They're going to eat the Chiefs secondary alive. They just are. And I, you know, we said in the AFC South preview, I'm real high on the Texans. That's my underdog in the NFL right there. Um, So Chiefs start off 0-3, and I don't think they recover, but keep going. All right, so fourth game is going to be at Cincinnati. Loss. Versus Chicago. Win. At Minnesota. Loss. Versus Pittsburgh. Loss. Versus Detroit. Loss. At Denver. Loss. That's eight losses right there. <laughs> but for fun, let's keep going. Uh, at San Diego. Loss. Versus Buffalo. Win. At Oakland. Win. Um, versus San Diego. Win. At Baltimore. Loss. Versus Cleveland. Win. And versus Oakland. Win. So I got them at 6 and 10. Oof, not good. Yeah. That's worse than last year. Well, yeah. They were 9 and 7 last year. They were a playoff team two years ago, and 9 and 7 is good enough to get you in the playoffs most years. Well, some years, not most years. It just wasn't good enough last year. Uh, Speaking of another 9 and 7 team that missed out on the playoffs barely, how about them San Diego Chargers? Keep it classy. I'm going to keep it classy. Friend of the podcast, Gil Worth, uh, is a huge Charger fan. And uh, I can understand why he has high hopes. Phillip Rivers is coming back, leading the way. 4,286 yards passing and 31 touchdowns put him in the top 10 for both categories last year. You know what else he was in the top 10 in? What's that? Interceptions. <clears throat> in fact, he was tied for the NFL lead in, in, in uh, interceptions with 18. Uh, they got to do a better job of protecting Phillip Rivers. He was sacked 36 times. Never, It always seemed like every game he was under duress, and he was still pinning up these numbers under duress. Imagine what he would do and how much better the Chargers would be if they could protect him and keep him upright with weapons like Stevie Johnson and Keenan Allen along with Malcolm Floyd, and you throw in Danny Woodhead. Like He has decent weapons outside. Jones. 
Jacoby Jones. Thank you, Stein Lipkin. My man, Stein is on it over there. We're going to let Stein host the show one day. Um, if they keep him upright, right. the Chargers have a chance to maybe make the playoffs. Okay. Eight wins is there. Mark, take the over on the eight. I got him winning about nine. The gate suspension does hurt. Let's make no mistake about it. He was one of the best tight ends last year in the NFL. I don't know if it was a blip. I don't know if it was his last boop before he flatlined. Right. But it was great last year watching him go out there and perform How many games the way he did. he suspended? Four. Four. The first fourth of the season. Goodness. The first quarter of the season. I mean, he's out. He, was, he was probably one of his – he was his second favorite target um, behind Keenan Allen. Yeah. And, and it's nice to have that safety blanket there. Mm-hmm. Gates is still a mismatch problem. Yeah, 821 yards last year receiving. You know what? And they, it's going to be missed, those four, uh, first four games. Uh, they did draft uh, Melvin Gordon to help with the run game, which was atrocious last year. Oh, it was bad. Melvin Gordon should help out a lot with that. How much do you think it'll help? It should. I mean, they average 3.6 yards a carry. Yeah. So you got some fresh legs. Yeah. You know. And that's our uh, NFL Rookie of the Year pick right there, people. Go back and listen to that podcast as well. We did a Rookie of the Year preview for uh, NBA and and the NFL. And Melvin Gordon was our Rookie of the Year pick for the NFL. And so he should help them out. And if they get any type of balance with the run game, similarly to the Broncos, look out. Because Phillip Rivers is good enough to carry them. If he has a little bit of help. And let's run through the schedule real quick. Okay. Lions. <laughs> La- versus. Versus Lions. <laughs> Win. At Cincinnati. No, wait. Stein Lemkin has them all. Do you- no. Okay. I'm dropping my mic. At Cincinnati. At Cincinnati. Uh, Win. At Minnesota. Loss. Versus Cleveland. Win. Versus Pittsburgh. Loss. At Green Bay. Loss. Versus Oakland. Win. At Baltimore. Loss. Versus Chicago. Win. Versus Kansas City. Win. At Jacksonville. Win. Versus Denver. Loss. At Kansas City. Loss. Versus Miami. Win. At Oakland. Win. And at Denver. Loss. So that's nine wins right there, people. And unfortunately, I think that keeps them... Out of the playoffs. Because mm. we did, we had Buffalo with 10 wins and we had the Texans with 10 wins also. And so they grabbed those two wild card spots out of the AFC. Well, they'll get there next year. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. And last, I, w- I would say, but not least, but let's be honest. Can I, can I say it? Yeah, go ahead. The Raiders. <laughs> last, but. Funny story. I made uh, a cheerle- Memphis cheerleader do that for some reason. I was like, she had this squeaky, mousy voice. And I was like, hey, can you say the Raiders? Like, the Raiders. And she was like, the Raiders. I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> Justin Ford, ladies and gentlemen, in case you didn't know. Don't do it. Takes pictures for USA Today. I take mimeographs. Take what? Hmm? What? All right. <laughs> oh, no. Go. We're low on time. All right. Mayo Graham. Well, it's okay because these guys suck. Go. Can we get the music, Sai? 
Del Rio says the goal, number one, is to win our division. And I don't see why not. And that's uh, via the team's website he made that quote. Okay. And I'm going to tell you why not. Uh, as great as Khalil Mack is and as good as he was last year, he still only had four sacks. He's, he's got to step up and improve so much more. Amari Cooper, rookie receiver, stud. We remember watching him at Alabama, can flat out ball. But again, he's a rookie. you got right. two ridiculously young players. They are too young, along with Carr, to really do anything. Yeah. Uh, Trent Richardson and uh, Latavius Murray are battling out for the running back spot. Trent Richardson? Right. He's anytime, still trying? Anytime Trent Richardson is your option at tailback, no. Uh, they hadn't been to the playoffs in the past 12 seasons. I don't think they get there this year either. Per TeamRankings.com, the Raiders were the worst team last year at getting inside of the red zone. I, was, I thought you were just going to say period. No, just getting inside <laughs> the red zone. They couldn't get inside the red zone. All right. But when they got there, they scored 70% of the time, run through the schedule for me one time. Versus Cincinnati. Lost. Versus Baltimore. Lost. At Cleveland. Lost. At Chicago. Loss versus Denver. Loss at San Diego. Loss versus New York Jets. Can we get a win in that one? Win at Pittsburgh. Loss versus Minnesota. Loss at Detroit. Loss at Tennessee. Ooh, <laughs> that's a toilet bowl game. I'll leave that up in the air. Okay. Uh, versus Cincinnati. Loss at Denver. Lost versus Green Bay. Lost versus San Diego. Lost at Kansas City. Lost. So that's like one and a half to two. One and a possible. So take the under. The Raiders are sitting there at five and a half. Take the under on the Raiders. So again, take the under on the Raiders at five and a half. Take the over on the Broncos at ten. Take the over on the Chargers at eight. Take the under on the Chiefs at eight and a half. And bet against Ronda Rousey. Bet a dollar. One dollar. One dollar. Yes. Do that. Uh, great show, man. Yeah. Thanks, Dylemkin. For Justin, I'm CJ. That's Dylemkin. I'll let y'all next time, man. Peace. No Bluffs, Just Bets is a production of The Ohm Network. For more information, go to theoamnetwork.com.